sponsored by the Kettle and Toaster Man as we bring you a look back at the goings-on from the Montgomery Waters Meadow over the past few weeks. My name is Johnny Drury and as always I'm joined by the Shropshire Stars super salad correspondent Ollie Westbury. Ollie, have you recovered from your your long trek home from Ipswich on Saturday? Bloody hell, Ipswich is miles away, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely miles away. Um, no, I shouldn't complain because uh, I do like going to new grounds and it was nice to go to, to Portman Road. It's somewhere I've not been before. Um, and and then, yeah, I've recovered. I've recovered. It was a late one. I think got back about half past 10, 11 o'clock. <sighs> Um, it's a terrible into... drive as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an awful awesome. drive. Bumped into a load of Norwich fans in the, in the services at Cambridge. Oh, did you? And I think they'd been to Stoke. There was it was literally like football players, football fans galore at the services at about eight o'clock on a Saturday night. Keep your head down. Keep your head down. So yeah, stopped off for a, for a burrito, you know, and nice. then uh, made the nice. journey home. So, so yeah, but it was good. It was well, well, it was sort of good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the day, uh, but sadly the result wasn't quite what we were hoping for, which is a bit of a blow. But there you go. There we go. We'll talk about that anyway. We'll chew over what was a tough afternoon for Steve Cotswold's men at Portman Road. We'll look at some of the upcoming fixtures. Obviously, Salah haven't got a game this weekend now. Um, we'll talk to Ollie about what he's going to do with his Saturday off. Um, and we'll discuss some of the news issues, uh, including that devastating blow for Tom Bayliss, who's out for the rest of the season with ankle ligament damage. But we'll start with Ipswich. That's the, the latest uh, topic of conversation. Or was it just a case of Shrewsbury being outdone by a strong and better Ipswich team in the end? Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. They weren't quite... I think when you go to a place like Ipswich, you've got to be, you've got, you, you know, one of the best sides in the division. They've pummeled most teams they've played against this year. And I think if you want to go there and you want to get a result in that kind of a game, you have to be 100, almost like doubly on it. And I think Town, I think I wrote in my analysis for Monday's paper, Town, you know, was still reeling and probably suffering the effects like mentally of losing Tom Bayliss for the season. I know it was announced on Saturday, but I'm assuming they would have known that before before the game. Um, so they would have been, you know, that's a big blow, isn't it, to lose somebody like him? And with the other injury problems that I suppose they've got as well, with no Killian Phillips, obviously Christian Sadie not being fit enough to start the game, it just you just kind of felt like everything was conspiring against town on that day. Um, to, to make it, you know, a real, and we know how resilient they are. They've showed that in in abundance all season. But it just felt like that that was just a bit of a just 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 a step too far for them to go to to, to that place with a depleted squad um, and to get a result. I thought they tried valiantly, and as ever, you could not question. The effort, the work rate of the players. Um, I thought they, you know, they put in 100%. Um, they let in a couple of preventable goals. I think Steve Cottrell called them. He was not happy with those after the game. Uh, and probably on reflection, having looked back at them, I didn't really notice it so much at the time, but having looked back at them, he would probably uh, have to agree with, 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 with what he said um, about the goals. So, you know, um, it's just one of them, really, I suppose. Um, so, goals at 
bad times as well. You know, you don't want to go one nil down and they conceded just after half time, which kind of, but one nil, you're always in it. But when you can see just after half time, it suddenly looks like a long way back. Um, and they didn't really have the options off the bench that they've had in recent weeks to be able to halt the momentum, I suppose. Yeah, it's difficult. Does that, does it show the, the golf? Almost all, you know, you've got it. Switch for here. Steve Cotswold's spoken about it a lot of the times about the, you know, the big teams in League One, and there are big teams in League One, probably bigger than there's ever been. Is that the? That's the difference. You know, Salah are a top ten side at the moment, and they're they're playing like a top ten side. They're playing really well, but there's still that gap to go, that gulf to bridge, which is a lot of it's down to finances, but bridging to to your top sides, to your Plymouth, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, and 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 Ipswich as well. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Steve said in his post-match interview that you know their subs would would, would get into Shrewsbury's starting team, um, and, and that kind of tells you, you know, t- tells you the gulf, doesn't it? It tells you that you know they can have players coming off the bench that would that, that would that would start at Shrewsbury. And that's no slight on the players. It's just the way you know. I don't know what Ipswich's budget is like. I have not got a clue, but based on the fact that they have attendances of close to 30,000 most weekends, you'd imagine it is considerably more than than, than, than what Salops is. So, yeah, there is a gulf. And, you know, Shrewsbury have done exceedingly well all season. You know, how many, how many games have we got left now? We've got nine games left. And for Town to be where they are at this stage... Is, is is a really really good achievement that it's a remarkable achievement that probably ca- can get overlooked um so i think they've done they've done very well and it's just a case of you know trying to make sure that they finish the season now you know as positively as they can yeah no that's a that's a really good point to make um just a, a couple of observations from the from the team shoot really christian Shelley came off the bench came back in but we saw street and pike up top and and we've seen a couple of variations in different weeks. What have you made of the front line? How did uh, how did sort of how have Street and Pike done in recent weeks? Obviously, Street's been on the score sheet um, a few times in recent months. What have you made of the the front line in in the absence of Sadie, who, who has been that standout forward this season? So I thought Street and Pike did quite well in the game against Morecambe when they won three one. Obviously, Sadie missing that game with a hamstring injury. Um, not too, not not too bad at the hamstring injury. Um, I believe he's back in training at the towards the back end of the week, uh, but hadn't done enough to be able to 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 to, to start the game. Um, so you know you got to be careful with those because you you don't want to you don't want to push it push your luck too much. You know I thought they did well at Morecambe, but the challenge of playing Morecambe and the challenge of playing Ipswich away, um, you know it's it's too completely you know, different situations and scenarios for them. I thought it was, they were, they, they seemed a bit isolated in that game. The ball didn't quite stick as much as you, you, you town would have liked it to. Um, and so that's something that I think Sadie is really, really good at the way he kind of holds his, holds, uses his body to hold the ball up. He shields the ball. Um, so, so yeah, um, I think it's something that Sadie's very good at. So, so, you know, they missed him on Saturday. They really did miss him because at times they were under a lot of pressure from Ipswich. You know, they had a lot of the ball. Um, and when they, and when Town did clear it, they, they, they couldn't quite, you know, um, keep hold of it. I thought the street did okay. I thought he won some really important fouls, you know, when Town were under pressure um, at, from time to time. 
Um, but but as a general rule of rule of thumb, there wasn't much for them in an attacking sense. Um, yeah, so I suppose it was you know you can't fault their efforts of the two lads. You can't fault the efforts, but you know it just didn't quite didn't quite happen for them. Um, but having said that, you know town town did have did have opportunities. You know Luke Lee had a header in like the real opening exchanges that the goalkeeper you know palmed over. I mean Dunkley hit the bar. I think he hit the bar. If the goalkeeper tipped it onto the bar, that would, could have gone in the top corner. Uh, and Shipley had a had an effort. Um, you know, so there was, you, you could you couldn't have argued if Town had, had had got on the score sheet. They did have opportunities. Um, but it's one of those things that, that so did Ipswich, and Ipswich probably could have scored more more as well if they'd have, they'd have kind of got that got that, that, that f- f- finishing touch touch to to a couple of moves. So. It's one of those days, really, Johnny. Just one of those days. One of those days, indeed. You know, started badly, didn't it, with the news of, of Tom Bates' injury. He's going to be out for the rest of the yeah. season with uh, with an ankle ligament, ankle ligament damage. Um, arguably, you know, probably aside from Sadie, uh, Salop's best defensive players or signing of the of the summer and, and what he's gone on to do. Um, they, they haven't had it easy, Shrewsbury, have they? You know, we talk about injuries, not even sort of little, little niggly ones, are they? You know, you had... George Nurse, you've had Dan Udo, you know, and now uh, Elliot Bennett's had a couple of lengthy layoffs, hasn't he, this season? And and now Bayless, just cruel, bad luck. Not what you want at this stage of the season. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not what you want at all, is it? Um, Bayless has been a, been a, I would say, hugely successful signing. As of most of the recruits, to be honest, there's not many that you can look at and say that they've been that they've been below par or they've been poor. Um, so he has been he has been a uh, a really good addition to the Shrewsbury side. Uh, he took a bit of a break out of the team just around the, that just after that Christmas period, and he's kind of he came back in, scored the winner against MK Dons, and you know he's one of those players who can receive the ball in tight areas. He can carry the ball, he can dribble the ball, and you know probably at times on Saturday they they probably missed him. You know for him to pick up the ball on the edge of Town's penalty area and for him to drive towards the halfway line. You know, that's something that he that he that he's done well on many many an occasion this season. Um, you know, he scored a great free kick against Derby to kind of get them on get them on the way. So he he's certainly a player that that Town are missing. Um, it's a real blow to not have him involved um, for the remaining nine games. And I suppose more than anything, it just means that with the schedule looking like the way it's looking, it just means those same players are going to have to go game after game after game and. Can't help but kind of feel a little bit sorry for, for Steve Cottrell because, you know, things just seem to be not conspiring against them, but they're, they're just not having a, much luck really when it comes to these injuries, especially to key players as well. Um, yeah, what can you do? Yeah, it is a it is it is a difficult one to take. Is it just on the on the flips? So just well, finally, on Bayer, is it a case of you know this injury is not going to run into next season? Or, you know he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Um, and we'll be back in time for for next season. Uh, believe so, yes. I mean, I don't really know ankle ligaments. I think he's he's done both of them. Steve said to me when when he told me about it, um, he'd done both of them. So um, I don't really know what the extent of he's got to have surgery. I don't know when that will be. Um, but yeah, pre-season was the time. That, I, that kind of I was told. Um, so hopefully that means that we can expect to see him involved at, at that time. Um, 
it should be useful and it'd be good to have him back to, to get to kind of uh, hit the ground running. I don't know. I don't really know what the times time frames are for, for ankle ligament damage. He's got to have them. He's got to have it reconstructed or something along those lines. So, you know, we just have to wait and see. Um, but I think the intention is to have him back. Um, I did ask Steve, I did say, is it, is it, a, is it a case of, um, you know, will he be out for how, how you know, how long is it going to be? In terms of is he going to be like a longer absentee like Dan Udo and George Nurse? And you seem to think that it, it's not it's not quite that kind of severity. So, you know, hopefully he'll be back in training, he'll be back pre-season, ready to hit the ground running for next year. Yeah, a little bit of news, um, a little bit of good news at least that it's not going to be as long as there. It's like you read the script that I sent you this morning, Al, because my next topic is Dan Udo. You were talking with uh, with Dan. Over the last week, obviously he's been out um, for the majority of the season with a with a nasty injury, but seems in good spirits. All he had some good good things to say. Yeah, it was good to chat to Dan. I spoke to him um, just before the game at Morecambe. Um, yeah, he he was there watching the game with his family, and 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 yeah, he, he kept, we we had we had ten or fifteen minutes just chatting about what he's been up to, you know, how he's found it, you know, when he hopes to be back. Um, and he did seem quite relaxed about it. He did seem quite relaxed about it. He seemed very grateful for the support from his teammates and the support from the coaching staff, for the support from his manager. Um, he's a lovely chap, Danudo. He's a really, really nice lad. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was good to chat to him. He seems to be on the, you know, you know, heading towards the home straight of his recovery. Um, so there's still a few months to go, but he's back running. Um, he's doing multi-directional stuff. He's um, not back in training yet, but he hopes to, to potentially be back in training, all being well, of course, because you never know. You can get slight delays and things like that. So um, he hopes to potentially maybe get involved in a couple of training sessions between now and the end of the season, which should be really good, you know, with the intention to try and return return to play matches in pre-season. I think that was the story that I wrote on Thursday night that uh, that came out at, at that time. So so that's that's interesting stuff. And, you know, fingers crossed that the rehab for him keeps going the way it has been and he can hit the ground running. Hit the ground running at the start of next season because you put the players that Shrewsbury have had out into their side, to this team, and you think maybe they really could have launched that, 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 that assault to the top six. Yeah, with Udo, he said some nice things about Steve Cottrell as well. I had a glance at a few of the few of the articles. You know, it, it must be you tough. Read my going stories, through. do you, Johnny? You I always them, read you? your stories, mate. I always read. I'm your, biggest fan. I'm your biggest fan. I'm your biggest fan of. But he he said some nice. It must be difficult. Um, and like you say, Dan is a very positive guy. And uh, you know, I, I, I've interviewed Dan a few times when he was at Telford, and he is a very very nice a nice young man. But he it must be difficult being out for so long. So to have a you know, he spoke very glowingly of Steve Cottrell to have that support from not just the fans and the players, but also your manager must be, he must be very grateful for that. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to Steve, he offers the information up about Dan and uh, George Nurse unprompted quite regularly when you ask about injury updates because he doesn't like to leave them out. Because um, obviously they're still very like valued members of the squad. Um, so, you know... Yeah, interesting what he said about about what he said about Dan Udo, uh, what Dan Udo, sorry, said about Steve Cottrell. I thought it was I thought it was really a, a nice line. Um, that stuff that he said about him, um, saying it's us, 
um, and, and making sure that he's still very much part of the team because um, it's an important. He is, obviously is an integral part of the team, isn't he? So, you know, one of them really. Um, good, good that he's involved. I think uh, Cottrell, I think, has suffered this injury before himself when he was a player. Um, so I think he's they've kind of lent on. He's lent on him to like during the rehab. The same with Elliot Bennett. Cause I think Elliot Bennett's been through this as well. Seems quite a common injury to to pick up. Um, seems like players do do get them, unfortunately, don't they? Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those. Um, and, and fingers crossed, he will be back on the comeback trail pretty soon. Yeah, best of luck to Dan in the rest of his recovery. I want to talk set pieces now. Another one of your pieces I've read. I'll see. I, I read your I read your pieces word for word. Um, and it was a stat, didn't we? See, I saw a, a couple of posts on Twitter about it about Shrewsbury how they've scored. You know, I think it's 26 times from set pieces um, or something along those lines. And and Steve Cottrell's talked about, uh, I think the headline was, you know, Shrewsbury are just more than set pieces. And it's an incredible stat, really. And it shows how well, you know, I've, I've actually covered you a few times at Shrewsbury press conferences. And I always like to get there a little bit early. And, and you can see how, how well drilled Shrewsbury are and working on set plays and, and how much work they do put into to it and it you know it's paying off isn't it to have a stat like that is pretty incredible yeah i thought steve was brilliant the way he answered this question uh and i thought it was really really interesting what he said because it was very straight talking and it was so true that he basically said there's no book that tells you what you got practice in the week you have every team has the same amount of time on the training ground to practice basically whatever the hell they like and you can't you know, if Shrewsbury decide that they want to practice set pieces and be strong on set pieces, well, everybody else could be doing it as well. So, and he kind of said, it's any way that you can try and get an advantage. And then he caveated that by saying, you know, there is more to us than set pieces, you know, which there is too. Um, so, yeah, I found it really interesting. I thought that was such a such an such an intriguing way of looking at it, and I suppose a bit of insight that you don't normally get because he's right, isn't he? Every football club has the same amount of time on the training ground. There's 24 hours in a day still. So if they decide that they want to, you know, add, put in an added impetus on set pieces, then they're within their rights to. Um, but, you know, it kind of, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, the good teams work hard, don't they? And they, they kind of find any inch that they can seek to, to gain an advantage on. And when you've got Tom Flanagan, when you've got Shay Dunkley, when you've got Matthew Pennington, who are big guys... You know, why not use the height? Pennington and Dunkley are unbelievable in the opposition's penalty area. I mean, to be fair, Pennington and Dunkley are, are unbelievable in both boxes, but they're so threatening. Um, and it's very rare that Shrewsbury go through a game and they don't have a really good chance from, from a set piece of some description. Yeah. Um, obviously, Saturday, Dunkley hit the bar uh, and the week before, Dunkley scored. So, you know, but there is more. There is more, there is more to Shrews than to Shrewsbury than, than set pieces, of course. Um, but they but, get looked at negatively, don't they? Like I know what Steve Cox will say there. Shrewsbury have got more than are more than set pieces, but people look at set piece goals and uh, and doing well from set pieces. It's almost like a little bit, it, isn't yeah, it? a little bit of a negative. Like I'm a West Brom fan, as are you all? And you know, for years West Brom did very well in the Premier League by scoring from set pieces, and it might not be the most attractive, you know, style of play, but you know, a goal's a goal. You're our Ollie Westbury here played, you know, first first and second class cricket. If all if you hit a drive down the ground with a beautiful technique or and then the next batsman slaps one like a, a slog that goes down the ground, there's still 
and they both hit the fence. They're still both fours, you know. If you hit one in from 45 yards, oh, it looks fantastic. But if you score a header from two yards out that you've worked on for five days in a row, it's still a it's still a goal. And so I can get what Steve Cottrell said by that, you know, that headline and that line. But it, it annoys me a little bit that people have to, you know, even have to stick up and say that, you know, we're more than set pieces. Well, set pieces are, you know, just as valuable yeah. and just as, you know, fruitful and goals mean just exactly the same as they do it as if you've played 50 passes and rolled yeah. in the net. It, it don't it don't matter, does it? It don't matter if it's a go, it's a goal my scramble from the you know a goal is a goal, isn't it? At the end of the day, and it makes no difference how it comes about. Uh, there are connotations, aren't there, uh, that come with? I think it's just the amount of football that's talked about on the radio, yeah. talked about on social media, where you get people, you know, making accusations of you know if you score from set pieces, then that's what your football must be like. But you know that, that's not the case with Shrewsbury, to be honest. Um, Flip it as well, don't you? Managers say a lot of the time, or oh, we just didn't do well at a set piece, as if you know conceding the goal from a set piece means less than a goal. It, it's strange, isn't it? It's just that's this is this is just my rant getting this out. As soon as I read your story about set pieces, I was like right, I'm really going to go off on one, go off on yeah. one here. But but it is it, it you know it doesn't matter, does it? At the end of the day, you know, Shrewsbury have scored 26 goals from set pieces. You know, they're no less relevant as if they'd scored 25 goals from 50 yards out and gone and straight in the top corner. Yeah, no, of course not. And, and you know, look at, I mean, who's second? Ipswich. Ipswich play, you know, we are talking about it in the press box before with some of the Ipswich reporters and Kieran McKenna, the Ipswich manager, had made a real beeline to point out that if you want to get, if you want success in League One, then you need to be good from dead ball situations because it's the fine margins from dead ball situations yeah. that really can, you know, turn games. Um, and, you know, like Ipswich, like pass it around, like beautifully. They pass, they pass the ball around really, really nice. They were then, you know, comfortable on the ball, but they're still a, a threat from, and you have to be, you have to be a threat from them and you have to be able to defend them. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just a really interesting debate. Um yeah, I, I don't care how 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 should we score. I just want them to win. Um, yeah. And I think having something that you're really it's like everybody knows that Shrewsbury are good at set pieces, but they still score from them. Like it's like yeah. you'd think, well, if 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 they if they score quite a lot of goals from corners, you'd think they'd be like, oh well, we'll try and stop them. But they, they don't, do they? Because Dunkley yeah. and Pennington still, you know, they'd head them on they'd head mom's head off, wouldn't they? They'd yeah. Bang, yeah. In so. You know, and they score other goals as well. Like there've been occasions, like on, on multiple occasions, where they've scored goals from you know, like good football. And don't forget that stat is slightly misconstrued because it's set pieces, including penalties. And, and there's been like ten league. penalties, haven't there? Sort of like penalties, haven't they? Yeah. Which is odd for one because you don't normally get that many penalties in a season. But also, even though it counts as a set piece goal, it's technically not a set piece goal because. Most of the time, those penalties have been won in open play. Yeah. So it's slightly, it kind of, although that, so eight penalties that Luke Lee scored and a direct, free, like direct free kicks. I mean, okay, that's a set piece, but that's quality, isn't it? That's because you've yeah. got quality. When you bend one in, you know, like Lee did in a free, bent a free kick in against Carlisle at the start of the season, when you like chip it over the wall into the top corner from 30 yards out, you know, that that's quality, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I think the stats can you can look at them in every way in every, in any way you want, but they're always slightly you know misconstrued. And to be fair, um, 
uh, Cottrell offered up that 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 kind of line about there's more to Shrewsbury than set pieces. It wasn't it wasn't asked the question in a particularly wasn't asked the question in a critical way. I was I was asking him more so just for his thoughts on the stat. Um, and I just thought it was so interesting that he says that everybody else has got the same amount of time to work on them. Um, so it's up to the up to them what they do in training. Um, yeah, yeah, so. interesting. They won't be scoring any set pieces this weekend anyway. As Shrewsbury's game with Bristol Rovers has been postponed. Bristol have got three uh, youth international. I think it's one Wales and two England. Oh, well, one Wales, one England, one Holland. Um, they've had called up. Um, I'll give the injuries good, maybe good time to have a break. Have Salop got any plans in that time? Are they going to have sort of a bit of a period off or a bit of a break for the players? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, I imagine they will have. I don't know. I will chase that up actually and try and see if I can find that out because um, that's interesting. See if they've had a few days off or not. Um, so I will chase that up and get back to you on that one. Um, I don't know what the initial plans are. I would have thought they certainly will have a few, bit of time off. This is an opinion now, just because of how yeah. busy they've been and you know the squad stretched and blah 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 blah. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's not something that um, Steve Cotter was particularly happy about. And I can at first I was kind of confused. I was thinking, surely it's good to have a break. And then when when he kind of explained why you why he was, I suppose it's the it's the the, the short term is it, it's good in the short term, but in the long term it's not. And then I didn't even think about it, but it kind of seems to be the way with him that he's always kind of like five steps ahead. And he was like, it now means that we're going to have to play eight games in April. And I was like, ah, yeah, I get you. Um, so yeah, it now means that okay, they're going, oh, I'm not going to play for two weeks, and then they're going to have to play Saturday, Tuesday for a month. Um, to finish the season out and when they've already got the injuries that they have that's not particularly helpful for them because it's the same players that are going to have to go week in week out so yeah can understand the frustrations on that one uh, that have had a full week to prepare for the game against Bristol um, what can you do control the controllables and this is not a controllable is it so it's one of them things yeah, frustration. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, the uh, Shrewsbury's podcast and all our podcasts here at the Shop Star and Express and Star are brought to you um, in association with the Kettle and Toaster Man based in Briley Hill. Um, have you bought your uh, air fryer yet, Johnny? I have, mate. I had it for my birthday. It's unbelievable. We plugged it on our West Brom podcast this week. I found it. The Kettle and, I didn't get it from the Kettle and Toaster Man, but the Kettle and Toaster Man does sell it. Um, so, yeah, get yourself on there. Air fryers, every, air fry, that's the go-to kitchen appliance one at the moment. Oh, it's unreal. Oh, it's unbelievable. Air fryers at the moment. It has changed my life, has basically. It? Is everything yeah. in the air fryer? Uh, nearly everything. Nearly everything. And it's what less time. What can't you put in an air fryer? I don't know. I did some veg in there and it wasn't very nice. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, just... What are you eating veg for? Healthy man, I know. see, healthy man. Um, but yeah, just in danger of straying into a, a cooking program. But yeah, you can get air fries, you can get anything, hoovers, kettles, toasters, anything. You go down to the kettle and toaster man, and he's always got some great, um, some great bargains off down there. And he's also got a little bit off on the, a deal on postage and packaging at the moment. So head over to the kettleandtoasterman.co.uk to get your hands on one of those products. Um, right. Uh, oh, we're gonna have a bit of a, a hopefully a couple of guest episodes in the in the summer. We've had. Dave Edwards come and joined us a couple of weeks ago to talk about his charity match and give his his latest verdict on Salop um, on top of his uh, his regular column that he writes with the with the Shropshire Star. Um, we're putting a few feelers out at the moment, aren't we? All trying to get a few 
former Salat players come and come along and tell some funny stories, some funny anecdotes. Um, and you, we want a bit of a help from you, Salat fans, as well. If you've got any suggestions, any Salat heroes from down the years, or you might be good, think might be good for as a guest, or good to to tell a little tale, just uh, just drop a comment below, or or tweet all, or tweet me. Um, we'll certainly reach out to them and try and try and get in touch. But hopefully, some nice bonus episodes for you while you're. You're sitting around the pool in the summer, sipping on your, your margaritas and your strawberry daiquiris, you know, thinking, what am I going to listen to? We'll try and bring you a few nice guest podcasts. Right. Uh, we'll just wrap up the podcast, really. We can't talk about Saturday's game. Uh, just on playoff chances now, all I've been looking at, obviously, it was a it was a long stretch and there's some big teams in there and, you know, teams had games in hand. But if I'm looking at it now, nine points off, nine games to go generally looks like teams getting the playoffs in the sort of low 80s, high 90s. That would mean... Salah have almost maybe got to win ninety-five percent of their of their games. You know, not impossible, but looks very difficult now. Yeah, it looks yeah, it look, looks a challenge now, doesn't it? Um, squads squads depleted. Um, hopefully, they'll have a few players back by the time they play next time. But yeah, squads probably not not at the strength that it has been for for a while. There's been injuries and fixtures look quite daunting, don't they? Um, so. Yeah, I think it'll be a case of making sure that town finish the season as in, in a in the most positive way as they possibly can. Yeah, it's a tough run, isn't it? This Bristol game obviously being cancelled. I think after that, I've looked at Charlton, Port, uh, Charlton, Peterborough, Barnsley, Portsmouth. There, you know, they're four yeah. really yeah, tough games, aren't they? Difficult, difficult games, aren't they? Very difficult games. So, you know, it's one of them. We will just have to see. See, see how they get on. Fingers crossed they can get a result. But yeah, they 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 are without doubt challenging, challenging fixtures. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how I sell up end up the season. It's been a great season already, but will the uh, remains to be seen. Saturday off this weekend. Oh, what you can do yourself? No football. <laughs> well, it's actually worked out quite well. For oh, I'm going to a stag do. Oh, very well. So you were better be working. No, we were you were working. I'm going to Butlins. You went to Butlins. Yeah, I'm being a snob, but I can't say I'm particularly excited about it. <laughs> uh, that is the view of Ollie Westbury and not the Shropshire Star or the Shrews News <laughs> podcast. If anyone yeah, who, not, uh, yeah. who runs Butlins is listening to this, yeah, well, uh, I wouldn't want to slander Butlins, but yeah, so I'm going to Butlins. I won't tell you which one I'm going to. Um, but yeah, so I was meant to be driving down after the Bristol Rovers game. So it's a Friday to Monday and I was meant to be going down for Saturday night, Sunday night and Monday. But uh, now I'm going Friday evening to Butlins. You don't drink too much. So I could be in a world of pain come Tuesday. So we might have to put the Shrews Views podcast on hold for a little while. Well, we only do it every two weeks, but we might have to, might have to do one next week, really, just to uh, just to, to hear about your, your escapades and see how, see how rough you are. But uh, enjoy yourself all. Salad fans, you enjoy yourself as well. You've got a week off this week, um, whatever you're going to be doing, whether it's shopping with the missus or you're going along to a, a local game around the area, do enjoy yourselves. Um, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time uh, chewing over some more salad chat. Um, Hopefully a, a good result a week on Saturday, um, and we'll we'll have a bit more look at the the running and the latest news from the past two weeks. But until then, on Shrews Views from me and from Ollie Westbury. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>